And welcome to another edition of Let the Liquor Do the Talking. My name is Cooter. I'm Joel Dog. And this is episode 71, the very special Christmas edition. Joel, what are you drinking for this pod? Uh, well, because it's Christmas, I'm drinking liquor. <laughs> and also because it's Christmas, and it's that Christmas beer type of season. Yeah. What was that? Bud Light. Okay. Drinking liquor and Bud Light, bud. Yeah. What the hell is that? Uh, I've also got Bud Light flowing. That's a good, that's a pretty good Christmas sale, Bud Light. I like that one. Well, you know, Jesus and Santa, so you have to. And then I've got uh, some rye and Red Bull. Ooh, that's pretty pretty fancy. Is that that bullet ride? That's uh, the the bullet ride, bud. Which I actually found out is is like the cheapest ride you could buy. <laughs> but for some reason, I really like it. I went to like one of those fancy whiskey bars and it was like the cheapest one on the list of all the whiskeys. Sometimes it works out like that, but like Admiral Nelson's like up there as far as rum goes. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, in today's pod, we're going to talk about uh, Christmas, holidays, New Year's revolutions. Uh, we've got, we just finished Ozark season two, so we're going to do the review of that. Lots of spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, hurry up and watch it and then start listening to this. Uh, and then we're going to get into a little bit of like football news, wrap up of the football season, uh, what we're doing to stay healthy, DDP yoga, and, uh, I don't know, a couple other segments, but we'll get right into it. Joel, it's basically Christmas by the time anyone listens to this, I'm guessing. So, right. Um, by the time I listen to yeah, uh, happy, uh, happy Christmas, bud. Oh, and, uh, happy, happy new years. Yeah. I sent you a let the liquor do the talk and liquortalk.com hat. How come you're not wearing it, bud? Uh, the thing is, I don't really check my mail, because all it is is a bunch of printed commercials. Yeah, it's mostly just, uh, hey, do you want to sign up for the zero APR interest for 24 months card? Guy? Hey, do you want to know what's that giant eagle this week? Hey, you want to sign up for a credit card? Hey, you want some insurance? Would you like to be part of this class action lawsuit the one time you had T-Mobile for like four months and we fucked our customers around? You might get fourteen, like $14.18 in 14 years. Hey, there's a mattress shop around the corner. You want to get a new mattress and throw your other one out in the dumpster? Hey, this Chinese food place from 15 miles away wants you to know that they deliver, but if you call them, they won't actually deliver to your house. Hey, here's your 401k statement. I'm sure you want to look at that. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was not a commercial. That's just more of a regular piece of mail. Yeah, so anyway, look out for that, Joel. It's, it's pretty tits. So let the liquor do the talking swags coming fast and furious. Nice. Uh... So, Joe, you uh, asked Santa for anything for for Christmas, or did you buy any big gifts for anyone? Anything, anything of note? Uh, well, I bought my mom a couple things. Um, then my sisters, pretty much going to give them cash. Um, my older sister, I bought one of those weighted blankets. Weighted that might blanket? be cool. Is that like never a, heard of those? So, like, is that to make you feel like comfortable so you don't like bark at the TV or wait? Those are like those dog vests. What's a weighted blanket? What are you talking about? It's like they, like these blankets. Like they weigh fifteen pounds. Like they got like little uh, pellets and things inside of them. They're actually supposed to help with anxiety and sleeping better. Oh, so it is like those dog vests for right? anxious dogs. Yeah, I might have bought my sister a dog vest. We'll see. <laughs> okay, let me know how that goes. That's interesting. Uh, so it feels like so. That's like if you're like single and you don't have a man to hold you, you get the weighted blanket. It's like a, I can't remember what the dimensions of it were. It's pretty big. 
Okay, like six inches by one inch? I think I'm gonna get a weighted blanket for my dick. No, you don't put it on your dick. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I guess I looked it up online to see if it was legit, and like I saw some psychological blog that talked about how it actually does reduce anxiety. It Mm. produces like a sense of fuck all and you sleep better, bud. Huh. Well, speaking of gifts that involve the the use of my penis, uh, I just got me and Megumi together bought a uh, Dyson V7 cordless vacuum cleaner and this thing fucking sucks <laughs> yeah you've been talking about that vacuum cleaner a lot lately but ah god damn people need to know man i got the v7 it was like 200 bucks on black friday don't don't get the v6 you're an asshole if you get that one and i think you're an asshole if you buy the v10 which is like 600 dollars. but uh I don't know. It's a cordless vacuum cleaner that's super light. You just buzz around. You could like take it off, take the vacuum cleaner part off, and use it as like a shop vac in your car. It's fucking really convenient. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm old. I like vacuum cleaning now. Yeah, you got you've been going nuts on that thing. Yeah, it's it, honestly, I'd like to see a research report. I think it might also reduce anxiety. Whenever Megumi starts yelling at me, I just start vacuuming. <laughs> I don't have to listen to her. How much was it? Two hundred bucks. Okay, that's not crazy. That's still far enough away from a Roomba that you should that you should have just bought a Roomba. Yeah, the thing about Roombas is they don't really they like they're not as smart as you'd like them to be. And I'm basing this off of the one time I bought a generic Roomba and it would like stay in the same room the whole time and every time it hit like the lip that went into the kitchen it would just turn around cuz it thought it was a wall. Uh so if you have like different levels of carpet and like different dividers between rooms, it'll get stuck on those. But that was just my experience with it with a knockoff one. Yeah, with the real one, it seemed to work pretty well. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Christmas is, I guess, I guess it's supposed to be the celebration of when Jesus was born. But uh, I think, like chronologically, that's inaccurate. It's just like a holiday for people to buy gifts. But I, I thought Thanksgiving was the holiday to buy gifts. No, that's uh, turkeys and stuffing, bud. I mean, those are gifts too. But then, the right after Thanksgiving, you're supposed to go out and shop. Are you thinking of Canada's gifts. Box Day? Oh, I, I see where you're going with this. And then you have to go out and go buy gifts, and then today's the gift day. Right. Uh, well, it's also the day we listen to uh, "Pardon My Take," a really funny sports podcast, and uh, <laughs> they had this bit where they were going out about how you know how Mary was Mary's the one that had Jesus according to the Bible, and it was an yeah. immaculate reception where. She crapped out a baby without having sex before because she was the Virgin Mary. But right. she was like, she had a boyfriend, her husband, Joseph. That was yeah, like Joe. Her. And so they were saying how Joseph's like the first guy to ever get cucked. <laughs> <laughs> so Joseph got cucked by Jesus. Or wait, I guess he got cucked by God. God? Yeah. So God fucking basically made Joseph watch while he, the F the, F the A of Mary crapped out Jesus. Yeah, and then more had to show up. And Joseph's like, "You are not the father." And Joseph's like, "Woo!" Uh, yeah, but then like, it turns out the kid ended up being Jesus. So, yeah, so you can't be out. too mad. Yeah, like I'm sure Jesus' album sales back in the day, in like the year 30, was probably pretty good. Jesus. Yeah. Uh. Well, anyway, I think that that's a good segue to start our uh, our list of 
Christmas liquors that we want to do. So I'm going to play the Dislist That Pole intro, and you're going to sit there and listen, bud. Dislist That Pole. Dislist That Pole. All right, Joel. <clears throat> so holiday drinks. I mean, like you said, liquor and beer is really all you need, but a lot of people like our buddy Davey like to get fancy and mix like candy canes with fucking cinnamon and, you know, cut down a tree in their backyard to fashion sap out of it and take them like 45 minutes to make some kind of fucking eggnog bullshit. But that's kind of how, that's kind of where we're at in the world. Yeah. Um, so like once you get a certain age, like you just want the, just get, get the alcohol into my veins like just however you can do it my veins. <laughs> I don't, I'm you not know. sure if that's age or alcoholism but I don't know I need a latte spritzer lemon <laughs> peel <laughs> liquor cool. mixer just uh, give me some tap water let's go <laughs> tap water vodka let's go oh man Joel you might but be fucked in the, in the spirit of Christmas though let's uh, take a look at some of these uh liquors fancy liquors yeah, i went to ranker.com and i've actually got a beer list going here of 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 the top christmas ales and surprisingly our favorites are on here so great lakes christmas ale is actually number two on the list okay uh and then there's a couple out here sierra nevada celebration ales number four uh anchor brewing is uh number six and then out of michigan bells is number five and those are what's all- uh What's Bell's Christmas sale called? Just it's Christmas called sale? Bell's Christmas sale. Unoriginal bastards. Those sons of bitches. Uh, yeah, they totally ripped off Great Lakes. Uh, and then number one is called St. Bernardus Christmas sale. It's, uh, I actually have had this. One of my, my neighbors, when I was living in a different house, walked over and gave me a bottle of, of this beer. It's one of those ones like Delirium Tremens or something. It's like the big bomber, and they're like $18. It's fucking good though. It's good. It's really good. I would never buy it, but <laughs> as a gift, it was awesome. It's like ten percent alcohol. It doesn't taste like it though. Really good. Nice, because yeah, those some of the Christmas sales can be hit or miss. Yeah, uh, Great Lakes sure. is usually pretty good, but it it'll get you some drunk. What I, I was just gonna say, I didn't realize Great Lakes Christmas sale was seven point five. That's those will get you wrecked quick. That's it. I thought it was higher than that. Yeah, it's boozy. That's yeah. yeah, that's trouble. Uh Joel, what do you got for the liquor list over there? So the first one I'm gonna pull up here. It's uh it's called Uncle Angelo's Eggnog. Oh, that's copyright infringement at our liquor company, Uncle Internet Liquor, or whatever the fuck <laughs> it's called. Uncle Liquor, our, our new uh our liquor new, company that our we new, started. Uh, top shelf vodka for, for the regular guy. Yeah, so it's just eggnog and you put in uh bourbon and spiced rum. Ooh, so all three of those things have liquor in them. Right. Wait, does eggnog have alcohol in it? I don't know, because you can buy eggnog off the shelf for like three bucks or whatever. Yeah, who... Let's... Time out here. Who the fuck is into eggnog? Is it actually eggs? What is eggnog? It's gross, I know that. Um, they must take... Uh, I, I can't, uh, that's too racist. Um... <laughs> Easy now, boy. <laughs> oh, no. You motherfucker. What did you say about my mother? Oh, uh, let's see. I think it's just milk, eggs, and sugar. That's gotta be what it is. Because I'm looking at the recipe for this eggnog cocktail. Eggnog is milk, eggs, and sugar? 
I'm guessing based off this recipe for a, an alcoholic drink. Well, we don't fact check here, so I, I, I'm gonna go with that's exactly what it is. Yeah, there's so in this drink, there's eggs, sugar, whole milk, heavy cream, bourbon, heavy cream. So all these drinks are pretty much put some liquor, dump a bunch of cream and sugar in it. All right, that's cool. Uh, I went to uh, way back in the day, like right out of college, when I was dating the Virgin. I went to her house in Cincinnati, and her family was like big into Christmas. And they, it was like a gradual drinking operation. Like we started with beer, then we went to like eggnog, and then at the end of the night, they had, they were like, "Yeah, this is the nightcap," and you drink this brandy drink. It was like brandy with peppermint in it, and it heated you the fuck up. It was like a good winter, like kind of like how Fireball or Jägermeister like warms you the fuck up. One of yeah. those situations. Uh, good, but I was drunk as fuck, probably saying some crazy stuff to her uncles. Yeah, the uncles are probably pretty cool, though. Yeah, uncles are chill. Yeah, Uncle Liquor. Uh, uh, hell yeah, I mean, yeah. So what was that uh, White Walker deal you were talking about? Uh, yeah, so one of these uh, related click apps or uh, banners here was Introducing White Walker by Johnny Walker. When you clicked on it, was it actually like a car insurance ad with a hot chick for a picture? Saying, you won't believe how cheap this 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 internet is? No, that was right underneath. I clicked on it because the chick was hot, but then I eventually got out of that um, a few minutes later and got back to the Johnny Walker ad. Okay. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just a Johnny Walker with a sweet looking white bottle with a zombie looking Johnny Walker guy. Does it taste any different? It doesn't look like it because the base on the price is still the same same price range. So okay. it's probably like Johnny Walker Black with a white. All right. I see that, but I'm actually going to click on underneath it says. Your favorite actors from Game of Thrones, you won't believe what they look like now. Oh. And it's got one of them, like, with their tits out. I'm going to click on that for sure. Okay. And then, okay, yeah. Oh, turns out it's a slideshow. I thought they'd all be on one page, but this is interesting. <laughs> so the first one's the old guy, probably, right? Well, yeah, not it's the, not the, not the chick you click on. It's, no, it's, it's, uh,. Traymond Graymore or something. <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, then fuck off with cool. the holidays. Call that tab. Do you have any other drinks yet? We kill the Christmas sales. <laughs> I don't have any other drinks, man. I got one other one. It's called uh, Caquito. It's a traditional Puerto Rican spice Christmas drink. It's essentially rum, cream of coconut, and unsweetened coconut cream. Joel? So I guess those two things are different. Okay. Thank God you're an idiot, and I have a horrible memory, but I know about this. It's actually pronounced Coquito, and it's, uh, it is, yeah, it's a Puerto Rican thing. My, uh, my one cousin was, like, married to some Puerto Rican chick back in the day, and this shit would pop up around the holidays, and it's fucking awesome. Unlike eggnog, it's not shitty, but it is, like, creamy, uh, but it's really good, yeah. It's, like, uh, super sweet rum with, like, milk in it. I don't know. It's really good. Yeah, it's aged rum, cream of coconut, and unsweetened coconut cream. So, like I said, those things yeah. are those things are different. And he <laughs> he would do like flavored ones, so that it would be like strawberry strawberry coconut or whatever, like strawberry banana coconut. It was fucking really good. Yeah, and it says nutmeg and vanilla beans. So yeah. you, I guess you put even more cream in there. Yeah. So it's we, just like, like I said, all right. So I we're gonna we need to start a movement. Uh, coquito up, eggnog down. Yes, and just or just take whatever liquor you have, dump cream sugar in it, and you'll get one of these drinks. 
Yeah, in a cup. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, I think it's. I think we can wrap that section up. Uh, I think now it's time to get into our Ozark season two review. But first, uh, we'd like to say that the Ozark season two review is brought to you by our uh, sponsor, Uncle Liquor. Uncle Liquor was founded in 2018 by Joel and Cody, and it's currently sells zero products and is getting off the ground. <laughs> Uncle Liquor, all the answers lay at the liquor. All right, so if you haven't seen Ozark season two. Make sure you uh, turn this off immediately and then turn it back on in like two days when you plow through all of it because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, we, we got through season one a couple of weeks ago. Season one was great. Um, season two, in comparison, a little bit slower. It doesn't start out with like the craziness and then catching you up. It's more of um, it, it kind of has to keep all the things from season one going. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's good though. It's a little slower, but it's it's really good still. Yep. And uh, what was I gonna say about it? Hmm. Not enough Tuck. That's my big takeaway from season two. Okay. Yeah. So season one had Tuck, who was the mentally retarded guy that ran uh the Blue Cat Lodge. Yeah, I think uh, the the PC term is he had Downey. Right. Either way, he was a badass character. So. He's mentally handicapped, but he runs guns for, like, the whole community. Like, he just goes to Walmart and buys guns for some reason, and the guy always sells it to him. So, like, if you need something need to get something done, you go see Tuck. He's like Red from Shawshank Redemption. If you need something, you, you hit up Tuck, and he'll get you. So we were a little disappointed that Tuck's not in it, but Tuck shines in one episode. He starts the episode out and has the opening monologue, and here's that. Uh, and that's basically the opening sequence for when uh, the the chick that used to run the blue cat she she gets strung out on heroin and has an OD situation, uh, right? Which sets off a chain of events that fucks a bunch of people over. But uh, we still think Tuck is gonna roll in on a bobcat in season three. So yeah, that's our theory. It, it's kind of like uh, in twenty four how the the daughter always gets tangled up with bobcats and. Johnny Drama. We think that's going to happen eventually with those bobcats that the Langmores release into the wild. Tuck's going to end up with a with an automatic rifle on a bobcat to save the day when things just seem super grim. So that's, right. That's for, that's the prediction for season three. Uh, season two, basically the uh, the birds have to convince uh, the Mexican cartel that they're going to be able to get a casino up and running. Uh, they work with the the Snells, who are those crazy ass farmer people. Uh, a lot of people died this season that are like main characters, which is which is interesting. But no, yeah, so I was gonna say a lot of anybody can go at any point, and kind of the theme of the season, the whole part of the season was to get the casino up and running. And it seems like every other episode, there's some big reason why it's gonna fail, and they have to fix it. And at some point it turns into trading babies to get <laughs> so, the casino up and running. <laughs> so this is my like shining moment of watching TV. I fucking called it. As soon as Mason was like, all right, I need you to get my baby back. 
I was like, Joel, Mason's going to end up fucking killing himself. They're going to get this baby back from the government. Try to give it to Mason. He's going to be dead. They're going to be stuck with it. And at some point, that crazy-ass bitch Darlene is going to ask for the baby, and they're going to give it to her. Yeah, Darlene's one of the Snells, the crazy hillbilly crazy person. Which, on another note, kind of reminded me of a a chick I used to date. named Her name rhymes with uh, Carly. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) Damn it! I outed her. Turns out that was her name. We call her Crazy Ass Carl. But uh, so it's I like she was hardcore often. Hardcore. <laughs> so uh, they do a they do a flashback episode of like when Snell met uh, Darlene, and it's like she, he's this guy coming back from the from like the war, and she's this hot like eighteen year old chick, but she's wild. She's like a wild child. And when you're eighteen, it's like oh cool, I'm dating this wild chick. She's like DTF. She wants to go skinny dipping and stuff. When you're 18, super cool. Flash forward to 50 years later when she's crazy as fuck, but she's not hot anymore. Yeah, she's like 60 now. It's a problem. So, yeah. Thank thank God Jesus was born and died for our sins, and I'm not dating Carly anymore. Yeah, Sashi Brown also. Oh, that's something different. <laughs> Sashi Brown also died for our sins. Yeah, so the baby swap was crazy. Um, what else happens? Uh, oh, Joe, one of my uh, theories about... Uh, so Russ and Russ who died last season, the gay guy that was uh banging the FBI agent Petty. Uh which I also have a, a sound clip for. Hold on to play that. You're just jealous. Because that big beautiful bear fucked me fifty times harder than you ever could. <laughs> that big bear fucked me harder than you ever could. Petty's uh, gay, by the way. Yeah, it big time. Me enough the sound uh well, uh, I was thinking about it, and like at one point he sees the pamphlet from when him and Russ were going to open up their bait shop, even though he was just using the, the gay guy to get information. Uh, a second bait shop sound like the gayest gay clubs ever. Like you could open up a, a gay bar and, and call it like the bait and tackle. <laughs> like the... <laughs> Like the rod, and switch. the rod and reel, the like. If it was just like a really upscale gay bar, it'd be called like the lure. Yeah, the lure are uh, hooks and fish. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the fist sinker or something. I don't know. Bob the the Bob. Hell yeah, Bob on the rod. Bob on the rod. Yeah, so uh, uh, that was a side jack I had the other day thinking about that. Uh, but uh, like, what what else do we take away from season two? The death- uh, what Wendy, the wife of Jason Bateman. So like, season one's like Jason Bateman seems like he's a scumbag guy. He's the one who jerks off in the office when he's got clients there, or watches porn when he's got clients there. So he's the one who seems like a dirtball, unemotional, crazy guy. Um, but this season, they show like the downfall or they get into how his wife is actually the crazy person or the he- the Heisenberg of this show. Say my name. Yeah, she's definitely turning into the Breaking Bad Heisenberg thing. Uh, I even noticed, I don't know if they're like using CGI or if like the makeup they use, but she looks like way deader in the eyes. And uh, we're like, well, she was she was sort of playing the victim in the first season, and Bateman was the one that just like was dead inside and was like, "This is what we're doing, you know. We have to keep this working." And and then after he accidentally kills Mason and sees all that, and like he basically loses his shit, and he's like the super vulnerable, emotional one, and she's the one that's like super dead inside. Right. 
That's been pretty interesting to watch. It's fucking good. Yeah, which I actually really enjoyed that scene where he killed Mason because I think most TV shows and movies, they go like a couple different ways with kill, like normal people killing things. It's either like, all right, I killed this thing and now I'm like super emotional and all fucked up from it. Or I killed this thing and now I'm a badass killing killing machine. But uh, Marty Bird, like he like almost had a heart attack. He had like a severe like panic attack. He was freaking out. I think it's how a normal person would act if you shot someone. Right, and his tra- wife's like calling him down like she's killed a whole bunch of people. Right, it was traumatic as fuck. So that was chill. Uh, as far as the Langmore situation goes, <laughs> there was a loop that it reminded me of like Fast and Furious Six, where uh, Brian went back to went went from London back to the United States to get kill someone in jail and find something out, but it had nothing to do with the whole storyline. Uh, the Langmores, who uh, Cade Langmore's out of jail, and he keeps trying to get Marty Bird's money, but he becomes a problem, so they have to kill him off. But like, why does Wendy give him money just to send him up the road to get killed? And like, they have like the lawyer get involved. Like, couldn't they have just killed him? <laughs> He's like this is a whole lot of rigor rigmarole for nothing. Maybe they wanted to get him unsuspecting because remember the whole cartel surrounded his trailer and he was going to take them all on? <laughs> yeah. He might have won. <laughs> when he had to explain that, all right, listen, but, ba- listen, baby girl, we know the lay of the land. They don't they don't know our trailer's lay of the land. They'll never find us in this one-by-four trailer. <laughs> no, remember they had to, because the way they stopped him is they put a dead dog in a road. Well, and so they made it look like the dog shot him. Well, hold on. This is another theory. So they put a dead dog in the road to stop the car. They kill Cade, and then it's a dead dog in the road and dead Cade in the road, and they just leave. And I kept saying, they should have put the gun in the dog's hand and made it look like Langmore pulled his gun out and the dog had to shoot him. There's a, it's an open and shut case. They don't even open come Open and shut case. <laughs> dog dog and guy shot each other. But, uh, don't look at this. The, they didn't do that. The famous line from uh, the Langmore dad is is this right here. You're a Langmore, baby girl. You carry the weight of that name. I know it. The rest of the world knows it. Seems like the only one who doesn't understand is you. Yeah, Langmore's don't know anything about New Year's revolutions. He otherwise he'd know you gotta stay positive. You can't you can't just keep saying you're a Langmore and nothing good's gonna come your way. You gotta rob people all the time. You're a criminal. You're lying more. Lying more. Get back in that trailer. We know the layers land. But uh, so the season ends with them finally getting the casino, and everyone's fucking dead, and somehow this whole thing's going, and there's gonna be a season three. So that's that's the good news. Yeah. So uh, yeah, look out for season three, and if you're if you're not watching it, catch a boat the fuck off of you, land. Unless you're watching Planet Earth, and that's the only reason why you shouldn't be watching Ozark. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, Joe, we're at like 26 minutes here. Last thing we want to get into is uh, some football season stuff. It's been an awesome football season if you're a Browns fan, which we are. It's been really good. Uh, the Browns went from historically bad to depressing. 0-16. To bad. <laughs> it's the worst team ever. To I, mediocre. So like right kids. now they're right now they're at mediocre. If they could win like one more game, they'll be like not bad. We'll be over five hundred potentially if we win out, which is insane. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Uh so it's a it's a double edged uh catch twenty four 
with the whole season. Like if we would have won a couple of those close games early on, we would be in the playoffs, which sounds even crazier. And then if we would have won them though, we wouldn't be in the playoffs because we wouldn't have fired Hugh Jackson and we would have lost all these games down the stretch. Right. Like the the Raiders game where like it was a blatant win. That's one. Right. Uh Saints our kicker missed an extra point and a field goal. He missed multiple field goals and an extra point. Uh that that game was almost a tie. The and then, Buccaneers game was almost a tie, except their kicker made like a fifty nine yarder and he had quietly been like the worst kicker in the league for the last two years. Yeah, and they cut him like two weeks later too, so Yeah. Um, um so yeah, so all those things it's conspired to get Hugh fired basically. When it turns out he's like the worst coach of all time and we were just you know t- trying to talk yourself into it. <laughs> well, the one year we didn't even have a free safety. That's why Jabril Peppers used to play 40 yards off the line of scrimmage. Right. Uh, that was before John Dorsey got. And then um this year then it's like okay, well, we just we still suck cuz we our team's so young, but then we got once you got fired, then all of a sudden, oh, we're good. Right. Or not bad. So And I think obviously Baker Mayfield's in there, and I think I think having a good quarterback, like all the players on your team play for you a lot harder. I know that sounds stupid, but like I think that's the effect a good quarterback has on an entire team. It's like, okay, we have a chance no matter what. So we're gonna play our balls off to the last whistle because our quarterback might be able to win the game for us. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's better than Baker, but I think Tyrod Taylor got fucked around again. Yeah, I agree. Like, he's better than... He's probably, like, the 17th best quarterback in the league or something. Right, because even when Baker did take over, he had, like, three or four weeks there where he wasn't that great with you still there. Right. So, if Tyrod had uh, Kevin Kitchens and uh, Greg Williams as the coach... Yeah, he might have had a chance. You might have had a chance to be okay. Increase his trade value. Yeah. Get, uh, get a fourth-round pick for him. So, yeah, so the Browns are back. Uh, the only other NFL news that we wanted to talk about is the Packers, who we always talk about how Tom Brady's the most overrated piece of shit ever, and if he was drafted by any other team besides the Patriots, he'd be out of the league and selling insurance or you know, doing radio for Michigan or something. And, uh, well, Aaron Rodgers is the opposite of that. He's like the greatest fucking talent of all time, but we feel like he's sort of been saddled by Mark Mike McCarthy his whole career, kind of held him back from actual good play calls and an actual good system because he just knows that A Rod's good. Uh, right. Well, they fired Mike McCarthy finally, and Joe Philbin is back from the dead. Joe Philbin is now the coach of the Green Bay Packers. Everyone remembers Joe Philbin from his days in Miami on Hard Knocks when he had to cut. Uh, Vontae Davis and Chad Johnson. Wow. Well, Chad. Yeah, uh, he was he was probably the most dynamic coach. I would say the most animated, most fired up coach in Hard Knocks history. Yeah. Maybe uh, right behind Bill O'Brien. Yeah, and so I actually have some connections with the league, and I was able to get uh, a call with Joe Philbin, the new coach of the Green Bay Packers. So uh, we're going to switch over to that now. Hey, I gotta run real quick. I gotta go. I gotta go unload some feces. All right, Joel. I can handle the interview by myself, probably. All right, on the line we have Joe Philbin, head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Joe, how's it going? Uh really like uh, really getting ready for the uh, the Lions this Sunday. Yeah. 
Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's a big game uh, in the fucking Silver Dome or whatever. Uh, the Ass Eaten Dome, whatever they play. But uh, how are you getting your players prepared? Well, we're getting our players prepared by watching a lot of Jets film because uh, I coached against them twice a year when I was over there in uh, Miami. And uh, that's actually who we play this weekend and not the Lions. Now, I know earlier in the season – uh, you guys had to fire that one running back that fumbled and it ended up costing Aaron Rodgers the chance to go down the field. What was it like when you had to go in that room and, and cut, uh, cut that guy? Like what, what did you say to him when you cut him? Uh, it was nothing but positive energy. So I went Ty, in there. Ty Montgomery is who it was. What, go through, tell me what it was like to cut Ty Montgomery. What'd you say to him? So I walked in there like, Ty, we really like what you're doing here. You've done a lot of good things for this organization. That's why we're going to have to cut you. I think you understand how good you've been playing, so that's why we're going to let you go today. Um, <laughs> on top of him, we also had to get rid of our coach who was tweeting online about how you got to coach Aaron Rodgers. So I walked in. I said to him, hey, Winston, we really like the way you're coaching here, so uh, we're going to have to cut you. So we, we let him go. We loved him so much. We let him go, too. <laughs> that's an interesting way to do business but i mean you know you 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 get them get rid of them and that way they can latch on with somebody else so that's that's really nice well thanks for giving us the time uh joe here i know you're a busy guy coaching up aaron Rodgers. uh so go ahead ha have a good day and uh we'll, we'll talk to you another time thanks for having me on go packers yeah hey cute i'm back from uh taking a dump oh nice well god damn it uh philbin just got off the line you missed it do you have any ah, questions shit. you wanted to ask him, or are you good? Yeah, I was going to ask him, uh, how's he plan on beating the uh, Lions this weekend? I think they play the Jets. They do, but I was, <laughs> but if you're if you're the Packers, you got to get ready for the Lions this weekend. <laughs> you have to. All right. Well, I think that's a that's a good spot to end this thing. So uh, everyone, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good luck with your revolutions. Yeah. Good, good luck with your goals. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next year. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Make sure you follow Liquor Talk on YouTube. Peace. Liquor Funko Liquor. Bye. <laughs>